You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Defiance After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Defiance After Show. Hey there, Defiance fans. What's going on? Welcome to AfterBuzz TV. We're talking about Season 2, Episode 1 of Defiance, The Opposite of Hallelujah. I'm Matt Lieberman. Joining me back again this season. Yeah. Fantastic to have them both. Scott Moore is here. Oh, it's good to be back. I can't believe it. Season 2 is finally here. 15 months we've waited. 15 months. And Nando Velasquez is here. Hello there. Yes, we've been waiting a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was trying to remember everything that happened (laughs) last season while watching this so much. I know. Well, it's so rare for a series to be gone for more than a year. Absolutely. Um, And you really do have to kind of do that double take of like, okay, wait. What was important last year? Right. And what were all the little details and remembering all the races, especially right. a show as dense as this one. It was exactly. a canon as huge as this. It is, yeah. exactly. It's hard to It's amazing for it a show that's only had, what, about 12 episodes? 12, yeah. A- the canon mm-hmm. is so deep and rich. Cause it is. Out, out there on the video game, the world has been expanding without us, mm-hmm. you know, for the, uh, the entire 15 months. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, there's this whole big world out there. And the shocking thing to me with this finale or sorry, with this premiere, yeah. is uh, <laughs> we we not only have a very different season two to look forward to, the, the landscape has changed dramatically oh, yeah. uh, in Defiance and outside mm-hmm. of it. We, we really blew out the world. We got to see some other cities. But then also there were a lot of parallels between this premiere and the season one premiere. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll get into all of those in a moment. I want to start by talking about uh, Nolan, who for the past nine months we have this nine-month time jump from yeah. Marissa's disappearance, and the entire time ever since he left Defiance, he has been hunting down members of the cult that nine, tortured her. Nine months, by, which I mentioned in the show, <laughs> but it's even more apparent when you think about Arissa. Mm-hmm. The nine months it takes nine months to to have a birth. Mm-hmm. That's true. So Maybe. it's a rebirth of of Arissa. Yeah, mm-hmm. Arissa, and now she's got little. She's got weird, creepy Arissa child Urzu yeah. following her around mm-hmm. and compelling her to kill people. Uh, which we're going to get into yes. in a second. We'll definitely get into that. <laughs> definitely scary. But uh, I love seeing New Chicago. I love uh, seeing Nolan out and about in I this too. world. Right. Yeah, they really go out, like you were saying, really blow out this world, really get to see what else is out there for the first time, really. Exactly. Because, you know, the, the video game takes place in, uh, San, Francisco. in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. The show, we've only seen St. Louis. So yeah. now to get to see more environments throughout this world, we get to know, you know, it's not just localized to defiance the Mm -hmm. art style uh the way that these cities have developed especially ones that had more more of the city left standing after the pale wars Mm -hmm. like we see a lot of the remains of chicago 
and of uh, and of Los Angeles now Angel Angel Arc. Angel Arc, yeah. Yeah. So everything else gets to keep their name. They call it like New Chicago. Yeah. New York is well, you can't really go New New York, but New right. York is New, <laughs> New York. New 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 York. But Los Angeles changes to Angel, Angel Arc. Arc. Yeah. Really and and uh, St. Louis becomes Defiance. And yeah. St. Louis becomes Defiance. Yeah. You know, who knows? Yeah. I, I don't know who names. who gets the name them. All I know is I get oceanfront property in this right. yeah. new version well, of, of L.A. So. Since we're since we're here in California, we're very familiar with. The, they really took the time they to did. show as many landmarks mm-hmm. of Los Angeles mm-hmm. as possible. I think you know, in the Hollywood. I think area. they had a lot of fun with that. The writers' yeah. rooms yeah. based here, right? So. And and it had to have been fun for the creators as well to be able to map out these these new cities and everything. I mean, how fun was it for them? It I still great. find it. I still find it interesting. You see, landmark and then just rubble. Yeah, yeah like Chicago yeah. looked like Chicago. Mm-hmm. But La- La- Angel Arc like, looked like very little like Los Angeles. It looked more like a, a large homeless camp with the Capitol building sticking <laughs> right? out and Grandma's Burnt Chinese and, and the Hollywood sign perfectly. Down. You would of think course. that thing would probably be like half the sign would be down by now. Right. Well, when the world comes to an end, the Hollywood sign will always, we'll always we'll make it through. As we, as we it was saw like here. half crumbling Los Angeles, <laughs> half like Dothraki flea yes. market, yes. kind yes. of. Uh-huh. And then, uh, the and Hollywood, then Hollywood sign, perfectly intact. Right, perfect. Of course, the, the, the aliens uh, knew not to touch we, it. Of course we, not. They, we they knew need better. to clean up this city. Let's start with the sign. <laughs> okay. So, anyway. uh, in New Chicago, we open on Daigo, who we met in season one, who Arissa, I believe in the episode the serpent's egg she saw him and she kidnapped him and mm-hmm. tortured him trying to get him to admit that he had tortured her as a child mm-hmm. and and buried one of the colovan the silver colovan in her back inside of her body mm-hmm. um and you know when he finally admitted that uh he was thrilled about it and that she was going to you know destroy the world become this devouring mother uh she rather than kill him and give him what he wanted cuz he's this you know lunatic she set him free. So now we got to see what happened to him. Nolan catches up with him, mm. living in this, like, pipe in these sewers mm-hmm. uh, underneath Chicago uh, with his wife and, and daughter. They didn't have the spicy pow that his wife liked, so he got sweet pow instead. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, he comes home to find his wife uh, gagged yep. and, and whimpering, and Nolan's right there behind him. And, you know... He at first he tries to deny it all over again until Nolan mentions uh, the Colavon, mm-hmm. and then he gets really yeah. interested. Yeah, I mean he was like, "Oh, you have the wrong person, different mm-hmm. name." He's going by. It, that whole scene was funny to me too because it almost felt like uh, they were like in a haunted house or something, you know, with the lighting and the way she, you know, she screams and everything. I'm like, oh, this would be a perfect little. They should make that into a ride this if year. If we do the haunted house, the ride, science the ride, <laughs> yeah, in New Chicago, or Halloween Horror Nights or something. Right, you walk into a pipe and someone puts a gun to the yeah. back of your neck. Yeah. That sounds like a really compelling ride. Um, so you know, Daigo immediately is very mm-hmm. interested in this thing, and you know, he like makes these. Like really gross references yeah. to like basically he's like I'm gonna feel her her soft skin and I'm and going to like, basically ugh. he like wants to bang he got the devouring really creepy mother. yeah he got yeah. really creepy fast but I think also I mean I don't know he wanted Arissa to kill him because it would it would complete the ceremony mm-hmm. uh, that uh, that he was trying to accomplish to make her the devouring mother I don't think he was asking Nolan to kill him in this sense. No. Uh, but I, like it was so gross the way he Nolan threatens his wife and he's like she's just cattle mm. compared his to livestock the, matters yeah. not at all to me yeah this gross 
<laughs> he's disgusting. But then when he started talking about uh, her divine and terrible, like his, her flesh of her divine and terrible love, that's when he mm-hmm. like totally fit. That's it. I'm just shooting. Yeah, I, you're not talking about my daughter that way. Blam. Yeah. That's Bef- it. Before he caps him, though, uh, you know, Daigo says he's been having visions of uh, a a wall of handprints. Um, mm. And that means that, you know, the weapon must be activated. So Nolan, you know, I don't know how he figures this out, but he realizes this must mean Angel Ark. Yeah. She's an Angel mm-hmm. Ark. So he goes to Angel Ark in search of her. Uh, which had to have been quite the journey, too, which we didn't really get to see. Right. But, you He's know, got, going from, from well, New you, Chicago all Chicago the way Chicago should be, should be landlocked. Right. It should right. be It landlocked. should be, but with the terraforming, with the terraforming you somehow know. perhaps he's able to take a boat all the way. Like as he's That's sailing. What I'm saying. It was, as that he was, was so crazy. Yeah. Maybe it's Route 66 now, it's just water. <laughs> That'd take be it all interesting. the way from Chicago to. <laughs> yeah. Well, as he was he was sailing up, I, part of me was like, is he in New Miami? Yeah, right I know. Now? That's Where right. Right. It was odd I'm, the way he was able to do that to get all the way out. Until we saw the handprints and we were like, oh, Grauman's. Yeah. Um, and, you know. So apparently the shore starts at sunset. Yeah. Yeah, Sunset there, and La Brea. It starts at Sunset <laughs> it starts La Brea. At sunset, well, Sunset because Grauman is on Sunset off of Highland. And then you no, know, it's, it's on Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah. I'm sorry, Hollywood. Yeah. That's right. So then it goes down to Sunset. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's you got right. the cliffs, and then right off the Capitol building is all water, too. So I just like... love the fact that I have beachfront property. <laughs> yeah, me, in this too, right? world. me, too. Right. Me, too. Although the valley's probably underwater. Here. That one shot when the two <laughs> of them, when the two of them are sitting by the Capitol building yeah. on top of the California flag, yeah. I, you kind of see islands you off do, in the distance. You do, little things there. Yeah. So that means that there are cliffs and there's water kind mm-hmm. of, and now instead of Los Angeles County, we have this, this uh, archipelago mm. of small islands. Yeah, and the valley's underwater. And the valley is probably <laughs> underwater. Is long gone. Yeah. But I, I, again, I thought that was really cool the way they, they really put the details in there. Mm-hmm. And even like the 101 uh, freeway sign was there. I mean, it was very, very detailed. It was very clever. We saw Griffith Park. Really cool. We saw right, yeah, in the observatory. observatory. Yeah, it was really neat the way yeah. they did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now, what Nolan doesn't realize, or maybe he knew it was a calculated mm-hmm. risk. So back in the pilot, the uh, the gem that he used to get the sphere out of that arc uh, way back in the pilot, mm-hmm. belonged to Varus, an Angel Arc crime boss mm-hmm. that he had pissed off and was escaping back in the pilot. And I had been waiting all last season right. for Varus to pop up, and I'm glad that we finally got to see Varus. Isn't that great that they did that too? I mean, because it wasn't. Then you kind of sort of forget about Varus and everything because mm-hmm. that goes way back to the pilot, and mm-hmm. now they brought him back, which I thought was pretty brilliant. It was a nice thing for episode. fans who who are yeah. very very on top of every little mm-hmm. nuance, all the details. But otherwise, I think even if you just picked up this this episode for the first time, mm-hmm. you'd know. Okay, right? It's just okay. He's yeah. he's our Han Solo guy. Of course, there's a job of the mm-hmm. Hut type, exactly. Who he's indebted to, mm-hmm. and uh, you know. Nolan stumbles into this while trying to find Arissa. He um, he is asking around about edged weapons, and you know Arissa has just been living here. She's mm. been living here for God knows how long. She saves his bacon. Uh, first of all, I love that. I love that Varys is a Liberata. Yeah, I was going to say yes. too because he's usually not the time that would be in power. You right, know, Liberatos have now been they're kind of super down- servile. Sur- they're yes. all servants, and they're kind of looked down upon by the other. In fact, races, so it I makes me almost want to learn more about him because how can a Liberata? How can that person how be he, right. a crime boss? A Liberata right. who rose to power yeah. is very compelling because yeah, he's got to be pretty I, brutal. I want to yeah. know more of that backstory and yeah. how he was taken. And, you know, was able to kind of defy those uh, odds uh, there. See, I, I, I hear what you're doing, and I appreciate <laughs> it. Um, so, Arissa saves his bacon. She shows mm-hmm. up. He sees her out of the corner of his eye. She starts throwing knives. He She throws him a gun. He's doing some pinpoint shooting. Beats the crap out of Varys. 
And then we see her. She's got longer hair. She's wrapped up in this. Yeah. There goes my so sunglasses. excited there. I'm like, longer hair. So Woo! excited. Uh, <laughs> she's looking good. She's yeah, definitely she, looking good. She's looking good. For she's, someone who just jumped off a cliff into right, the middle yeah. of. Into a, a floating spaceship looking crown thing. <laughs> yeah. Right. She looks perfectly yeah, fine. Yeah, she looks right. yeah, after quite healthy. Ju- after jumping into the Kaziri and mm-hmm. bringing Nolan back to life. Mm-hmm. You know, what, that's honestly what what's most amazing about this premiere is they don't directly address any of the questions aroused by the finale, mm-hmm. or really the vast no. majority of them. No, they don't. But I'm not upset. No, not either, because I feel like we're going to get those answers, obviously, as we move further along. I do. Uh, yeah. I really... So it didn't bother me. They chose, instead of, a, of directly addressing mm-hmm. the, the finale, instead, it's, okay, let's ke- get you up to speed with where the world is now. Nine, nine months later. Uh-huh. And complicate all of our characters so you're interested while we dole out those answers mm-hmm. parcel by yeah, parcel. just a little payoff. You have to keep watching each episode, which is brilliant, which is great, which is the yeah. way to do it, to keep you invested and interested and see what happens. It's great storytelling. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so obviously they're so overjoyed to see each other. Mm-hmm. And Nolan, you know, maybe just because he knows her well enough and he knows that she's, a, you know, A, a rebel and she is a wanderer, he doesn't really blame her he doesn't like angrily ask her where have you been i've been looking for you you seem fine you didn't try to look for me mm-hmm. none of that he's just kind of like all right i'm glad you're okay mm-hmm. let's uh let's let's get a bigger boat let's get a roller let's, well, let's go, go back down. up yeah, to antarctica that again. was the plan from the start yeah all he's along. like let's just pick up where we left off here yeah. we'll, we'll make the stop in lima yeah. and then we'll go on and get that big boat and we're on yeah. our way let's get let's, let's get, get, get to antarctica mm-hmm. and uh you know arisa says no 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 we need to go to Defiance. Mm. And he's like, what? really? <laughs> we were there. You know, where did you go? He asked yeah. her, you know, where did you go? Where have you been? What happened? Mm. Because I know what I remember. I got shot. Yeah. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden I was alive and fine, unscratched, unscathed. Uh, and you were nowhere to be found. And I have this weird vision of Sukar and a little Arathian girl and you jumping into the Kaziri. So for whatever reason, the power of the Kaziri, when it rose him back to life, must have implanted him with some of her memories. Mm-hmm. I don't know how don't he know. would how he would have seen that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That, that's another one that's going to be an interesting question to see if they answer. Right. Now, uh, last season, when um, when Doc Ewell was talking about the Kaziri, mm-hmm. she said it was, a, it was a spaceship with a great and terrible weapon aboard um, that would either destroy all of the Votans or all of the humans. Mm-hmm. And that's why E-Rep was trying to get their hands on it. It's why, you know, Doc Ewell and Mayor Nikki and all of the other uh, indigenes hiding in plain sight were looking for mm-hmm. it. But... Is it actually a weapon system, or is it, is it Urzu? Is it mm-hmm. Arissa yeah. now armed with Urzu, mm-hmm. who apparently is just making her kill people, mm. which is like really terrifying because she was already a loose cannon, right? But now she's completely out of control. Mm-hmm. How do we feel about this? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there's a lot of questions I think that still need to be answered. I mean, for one thing, why did Arissa leave Defiance only to have to go back there? Uh, uh, she killed somebody. Mm-hmm. We, we, I guess we still have to talk about her yeah. leaving uh, Nolan for a little bit and following that Castathan with the Mohawk. 
yeah. uh, with, the, with the colored mohawk and killing her. Yeah, she she follows yeah. this this uh, this Castathan woman, you know, while they're negotiating, trying to get money for some of their equipment so that they can uh, they can get a, a, a get a roller. This is love Nolan's like she's sick, she needs medicine. I yeah, just, I, I know. Love that, by the way, <laughs> he's a <laughs> love scam, scam, scam artist. He can't help it. He's such a <laughs> he's such a scam artist. This is great. And uh, Arissa kind of. All everything gets drowned out, and she just fixates on this woman mm-hmm. and stalks her. Mm-hmm. Now, at first, I was like, "Okay, I I saw this woman earlier," and I'm like, "Was she going to report to Varys where they were? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, did she work for him?" I was trying to remember, you know, what context we saw her in. Mm-hmm. But apparently, it didn't matter. She seemed kind of innocent in the way she was like, "Who are you, and why are you following me?" Yeah, and Arissa yeah. just leaps on top of her and stabs her to death. But, I mean, she might be innocent, but I guess the reason why I'm asking is because after that scene, when they were, when Nolan and Arissa are together, that's when she said, I have to go back to Defiance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it almost makes me wonder, was this part of Arissa's plan, or, you know, her plan as a weapon? I think there was something deeper anyways with killing, obviously, the Castathan. Maybe we'll find out more about who that that Castathan was, maybe? Not completely innocent or not completely. Yeah, I find like that was the moment when Mm -hmm. now Arissa wants to go back to Defiance, and I find that odd. I don't know. I for me, mm-hmm. this this is how I took it. I don't think that it was the woman specifically that uh, that it was that specific woman that that's why she killed her. I think that Urzu's whispering in her ear to kill people, to kill people, to, kill people to just kill general. people yeah. in general, yeah. and to make a choice to kill Votans or so, kill humans. So Urzu's yeah. like some horror film just in somebody's yeah. mind. Yeah, <laughs> the voice yeah. is in her head telling her but, to kill people. Uh, but I do feel like there's something with that character too instead of it just being completely disposable I feel like there's some connection or right. some reason it, why it might be but I, I guess I guess the other question is if Arissa is a weapon mm-hmm. if Urzu has her as a weapon what other powers I really don't think just you know having her in her head having Urzu in, in Arissa's head say hey kill that person for me yeah, kill that person there, for there, me there's, there's is a weapon like mm-hmm. thing it's just no but no. having access to the Kaziri would make her infinitely more powerful. Right, that's what I said. The we don't powers know, of her... Yeah. Know. We don't know what transformation went on while she was in the Kaziri, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. we. I think it's safe to assume that to go back to Defiance and potentially have further access to the Kaziri uh, is pretty much dangerous for everybody. Mm. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. The way The way that I saw it, I don't know if she got out of the Kaziri and wandered away, or for me, I feel like she was like teleported somewhere. Mm-hmm. She was like teleported somewhere and saw something. Maybe that's like a huge leap, but that's that to me makes more sense than her just kind of wandering away and not going to know it. Or do right, you think? Yeah. Or do you think maybe Arissa went away from Defiance because she knows the danger that she poses and she's struggling right now. Between the two, like Arissa doesn't want to be there, but Urzu right. wants to be there. So it's it's almost like a battle between their two wells. Interesting, be- because Interesting. also yeah. that dream yeah. at the very end, that dream state where we all freaked out when Arissa sliced open Nolan's throat, boom, blood everywhere. And yeah. It was like a little dream state, yeah. and then and then Arissa wakes up, looks in back of Nolan, and there's and there Urzu is, sitting in the, in the back, back seat, seat going, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like it's Very Ghost creepy. Luke all over again. Is. You're absolutely right. I'm like, <laughs> Ghost, Luke Ghost Luke all over again. Yeah. Oh, so they oh, got boy. rid of Ghost Luke and now replaced him with, with, with Ghost Child Arisa. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, okay. So in any case, okay. uh, they're heading back uh, to Defiance, and they're in the they're in this roller, and they're listening to this like bizarre wow. Defiance so country weird. song, <laughs> basically about. 
uh, talking about, about fornicating. fornicating. Fornicating your way home. across the storm divide yeah, and having sex with every race uh-huh. of Votan. Like this weird country It was stuff. bizarre. And so cool. This is family uh-huh. hour, right? This is this 8 o'clock. Is 8 o'clock. Is fa- 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock's a family yeah, hour. Maybe not on cable. Maybe it's not family hour on cable. Maybe. But I, I don't know. We had a lot of blood for 8 o'clock. Well, also, I feel and, like the show has just gotten, yeah. and I don't know if it was just me, but I yeah. feel like it started out being a little bit edgier than it it's was way last edgier. season. We got way more blood and hand jobs. Hand jobs, adult situations. Right. Here off the Masturbation bat. power yep. when poured in into pool. water. Yeah. Yeah. Drugs. Uh, it's a crazy. It did. It felt very, very yeah, edgy. Um, uh, very surprised, but um, I, I really like that though. I'm yeah. like, wow. But <laughs> I just want to say it. It held a certain poetry to have them together singing a uh, singing a country song mm-hmm. uh, in a roller, just like in the pilot yeah. uh, when they were singing Jimmy, right. uh, Jimmy uh, Johnny and June. Mm-hmm. Well, I love actually. I love the the songs that they choose for each end of each and right. each episode. I think is really it's a lot of fun because they come up with some interesting choices. Interesting but it's always series. fun that every single one, the way they wrap it up, is with some right. kind of unique song. So All I right. do like that. Okay, before we move on, I just want to talk really quickly about two things. First of all. Uh, if you've been a long time after Buzz TV listener mm-hmm. or viewer, you are very aware of Maria Menunos, our founder uh, and executive producer. She has put out a wonderful new book uh, called The Every Girl's Guide to Diet and Fitness. It's available now uh, in bookstores everywhere and on Amazon.com. Uh-huh. And it is tearing up the uh, New, York New York Times, Times bestseller, bestseller yeah. charts it, it right hit, now. I think yeah. number three, I believe. It was number three. It was four last week. I think yep. it's three this now week. Now it's number and, three. And it's not just for, for the ladies. It's what not we just say. for the ladies. It's it also says for every the girl, but I think, I think there's... There's lots of valuable stuff I that do. everyone can I, take. As with someone it. that has been like Maria, who has lost a lot of weight, mm-hmm. I, I take a lot of stuff in there. That, yeah, and there's uh, a lot of good stuff in good here. Stuff recipes, for recipes, workouts, celebrity anecdotes from Maria, celebrity interviews. Mm-hmm. It's a great book. Yeah. And supporting Maria means you're supporting, you're supporting us. us that here. money comes back to us mm-hmm. and helps us keep the lights on, the doors open. Now, if you don't want to spend any money, another way you can support the network. Go to iTunes, rate and review the shows that you listen to, the shows that you watch. It really, really helps us out 100%. Mm-hmm. It's how our sponsors, uh, you know, gauge whether or not to, to exactly. get into business with us. That's mm-hmm. how we keep our lights numbers. on, exactly. keep our doors open, makes us more popular. And it's also how other people are able to find our podcast more easily. Mm-hmm. And it also makes us feel wonderful. You <laughs> it also makes us get, feel special. You get shout outs on the show. Yeah. So, and we do appreciate we do. We we do pre- appreciate everything that you guys do. Uh, we definitely like the comments. We want to hear from you guys as mm-hmm. well. So it's great to have the interaction because yeah. we hear from you you let us know if we missed anything or things you want to talk about more detail so it works out for everything yeah, so, so tweet at us hit us up mm-hmm. on the youtube and the itunes mm, so right. thank yes. you very much all right meanwhile back in defiance a lot of things have changed mm-hmm. in these nine months we meet our new provisional mayor pot pottinger pottinger, pottinger um played by james murray played by james murray who like mm. looks like this like like perverse, like Roman emperor kind of a yes. guy. He's like wearing a breastplate. It, it was yes. so interesting, but and very polished, like Mr. Politician. We open. Yeah. With, he has this political speech about yeah. him. He's exactly. very posh, very yes. showboaty. He is, yeah. as the viceroy pointed out to him. Yeah, he does, mm-hmm. and he opens with him liking talking about liking the finer things in life mm-hmm. and the hand creams yes. and the. You know, and he's not ashamed of that. Yeah, he's so. not ashamed at all. What I like about him, I like that he is he is E-Rep, but he's also at odds with E-Rep. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that he's not just, like, you know, the face the, the of puppet. the... Mm-hmm. Yeah, the face of the Nazis, if, effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the, the face of the government. He is uh, ultimately a kind of a selfish guy who's oh, yeah. got his own agenda Absolutely. at hand. He's a little obsessed with Miss Amanda Rosewater. Mm-hmm. Got secret cameras in her Everyone boudoir. From 
Star. E Rep mm-hmm. seems to be obsessed with Amanda Rose. Right. Right. They, it's like she must be the best looking girl in E Rep. Well, and I, I think guess. because she kind of got away too. I think yeah. might that be part of it. The one they, that she, got away. She, they they worked with her. She got left, it. and I think it's sort of like she's always been. I think there's like that attraction right there too. Right. Like, oh, this and he's woman at, doing her thing. Right. And, and he's only taking this job so that he can take the the sadly deceased Connor Lang's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, ambassadorship. He's only taken that on. Uh, Connor Lang being. Uh, Amanda's former beau, and right. now he wants to be her current beau. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. He definitely has his agenda, for right. sure. And we're back on Founder's Day, just mm-hmm. like uh, when we when we started the series. Mm-hmm. Um, E-Rep has come, and they've, uh, they've rebuilt the stasis net, mm-hmm. and they now have a new way of dealing with dissidents. Crime is down because they are putting anyone who... Anyone who, who sneezes wrong, who sneezes <laughs> yeah, wrong, in these internment camps. They either put them in an internment camp called uh, Camp, Camp Reverie. Reverie, Camp Reverie, or they uh, stop the stop their truck on the way to Camp Reverie, <laughs> right in the middle of Hellbug territory, mm-hmm. and let them run their way to death, mm. where the Hellbugs just easy acid get, them and it's bite an them. easy way to get rid of them right there. You know, just yeah. let them escape and get eaten up, and they don't have to deal with them anymore. Really, really screwed up. <laughs> Um, it's cheaper than putting them away. Yeah. Not to deal with them anymore. At the end of last season, of course, Stama Tar uh, killed Kenya Rosewater. Mm-hmm. Um, and Amanda has since taken over the need yeah, want in her sister's mm-hmm. absence, but she refuses to believe that her sister's dead. Yeah. It's amazing that she went from, I mean, well, the, my first thought was she went from being mayor to a waitress because she's serving drinks, but obviously mm-hmm. she's in charge but she's of She's also need running want. the business, she's she says it. that, and they mentioned and, that. And just to see her. Passing off some uh, money, yeah, to yeah, Sama, Sama just made me feel like, oh my god, what has this woman gone to? Mm-hmm. She's she's hitting a low. She's now from being the law-abiding mayor to mm-hmm. running everything, basically, well, essentially in the town. To I would say at the time, like even if you go back, she understood the way things were done. Well, because yeah. her sister did that. Yeah, yeah. So and and I, I, there's two sides of that too. Like I see her. You know, not believing that her sister's really gone, but also her sister was that kind of free spirit and person, so it could be understandable. She could think, oh, she took off for well, a few months. And- I found it interesting. I mean, I don't know if this means the same thing in, in this world that it does here, mm-hmm. but she's wearing all black and she had that veil. She had the veil on her eyes. I did whole, think it was interesting too. Yeah, that show. fascinator. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Except so, for the very end when she decided to do to do some, to freebase some yeah. kind of drugs. Kind of, yeah, the devil maybe the uh, the, the blue devil adreno adreno. Uh, is more about focus than it was That's true. about... This uh, is more of a barbiturate. Yeah. 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 Instead of yeah. like... Uh, the Blue Devil is basically like Defiance Adderall. Yeah. yeah. Or, you I know. don't know what this was exactly that she was doing in there, but I did but notice she had the, the veil. The veil. The whole I did time. notice the veil, and I thought that was... Because I'm like, kind of more than a fashion She was all statement. in black. I mean, she definitely showed some yeah. cleavage still with that interesting <laughs> outfit, but she was still respectfully in black the whole right. time. She yeah. was, you know, in mourning, even though she doesn't want to admit that Kenya's gone. You know, she's effectively the madam of this place, but I don't think that she's participating. Like Kenya. No, no. no. I, yeah, I don't, I don't think, think so either. I think no. she draws the line there. No. We'll see. We'll definitely see more of that when Nolan right. comes back When to Nolan town, arrives, probably. exactly. But yes. I agree. I don't think she's, she's getting involved with that. But I did notice the veil and was like, interesting fashion choice. There's more mm-hmm. to that. Yeah. But I think she's, I still you know. I think she doesn't want to admit it. She's, she's bummed she's out, but she's largely accepted that there's nothing that she can do. Mm-hmm. About this situation, you know, uh, Pottinger has been trying to get her to be his uh, his chief, chief of staff, staff for months, mm-hmm. and she's turned him down repeatedly because she she doesn't want to be a part of this e rep garbage. Um, but you know, he's so corrupt 
that uh, she's realizing that maybe her influence needs to be felt. We have this issue in the mines. We see Rafe McCauley mm-hmm. stripped of his mines. The mm-hmm. mines now belong yeah. to uh, the Earth Republic. Right. He, instead of being sent to Camp Reverie uh, for shooting all those EREP soldiers at the end of last season, mm-hmm. um, which, like, I'd completely forgotten about. Yeah. I'm like, I know. I'm like, see those little things that are easy to kind of forget about it when there's a big period of time here. Right. Uh, the EREP let him stay in the mines because of his experience. Right. They needed um, him, basically. He's got a newly shorn dome. No uh, no long ponytail. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that kind of struck me. His Made him look a little, more, a little more working class. Yeah. yeah. And also kind of a little more tough in, in a way, too, I thought. Um, I don't know. But I guess mm-hmm. when you think of something, you know, he's just he's just a big guy. Maybe a little like, younger, you think? Maybe it made him look I a little see, younger. I thought it made him look a little older. But okay. but they definitely kept him in there because they need him. Right. They need him um, and they need his expertise. But he's not happy. He's not I a happy know. camper. Not just because he lost the mines. Right. But because uh, E-Rep is way overworking the workers right. to the point that over half of them are on the Blue Devil mm-hmm. just, just to, to keep going. Just to keep up. Because the, they're running the machinery twenty four seven, and one of the uh, one of the workers gets uh, pinned under a heavy piece of machinery, mm-hmm. and it rips his arm off. Yeah. He bleeds out. Unfortunately, Rafe mm-hmm. tries to give him a transfusion, but it just doesn't take, mm-hmm. and his sons are distraught. Yeah, justifiably so. Yeah. So they uh, they go out into the streets and they put up a little graffiti on one of these E Rep banners saying "Rise up and kill the E Rep." Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, Pottinger didn't take for that well, at all. And, yeah. uh, and the viceroy, and the viceroy. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he uh, ben- he had Berto Mercado. Berto Mercado did not take that very well yes. when he was leaving. So <laughs> he so he had his bio man take them out and and give them the hellbug treatment. Yeah. And uh, one of them died. Um, Hyatt died. And that was a very interesting scene, seeing a bio man going died. out to take yeah, a leak. Yeah, I was like, I didn't a, think bio men had to do that. Bio men take bio leaks. I guess yeah. so, apparently. I'm trying to remember, because when, when Nolan fought him, fought a bio man in the pilot, yeah. he punched him in the dick, and he, it did hurt. It did hurt. I just, did, I, but I didn't, no, didn't but assume they had to be like well, humans or you know animals in the sense that they still, go still kind of the weird. bathroom. Still I didn't of, expect that. That right. whole scene was a little funny. They, they still <laughs> have genitals. Okay, yes. <laughs> even if they don't, I imagine if we designed it, we'd have the urine come out in the yeah, same. Yeah, I yes. know, but what, what, why? I mean, what, what would they need? Place could you put it? <laughs> um, if you could, if you could. Shoulder dick. I know, shoulder I right now, right? Or you yeah. on your face, huh. like on the side. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so... So, um, you know, the the son comes back um, to his father's funeral, which, Hebrew funeral. Yes. Uh, glad to know that Jews, right? Jews survived our made fall. It. We survived the Pale Wars. <laughs> we can survive been, anything, You've been through everything already, so... Right? We've been through the ring. makes sense. Congratulations. You should be able to survive. Thank you. Been through it all. They've got to, you know, Thank gotta make you. it through. Shalom. <laughs> um, and Which makes it even more apparent when they call the E-Rep the Nazis. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, yeah, that makes it a little yeah. more stark, doesn't it? Does. it? Yeah, it yeah. does. It puts, yeah. puts a, a you don't perspective really just call, there. You don't really call anyone Nazi no, you don't lightly. throw that around. Yeah, you don't throw that around that lightly. No. So uh, Amanda realizes that if she had been uh, Pottinger's chief, chief of staff and he had been listening to her, mm-hmm. this whole situation may have been avoided. Um, so mm-hmm. she offers to take the job, uh, but she is not going to shut her mouth. She is going to give him the unfiltered mm-hmm. truth. And he's okay with that because he's got a creepy crush. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
And yes, yeah, so I do we, too. I'll be honest. Yeah, I might as well work for Erap because oh, yeah. I have a crush on her. <laughs> so go for it. Yeah. Um, so you know, we saw early on in the episode, she and Stama have kind of reached an understanding. Uh, she gives her cut uh, Stama a cut of the need want profits, I guess, in exchange for protection. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we see what the Tar family is like now that uh, Daytac is gone. We see Christy serving dinner at the top of the episode. And, uh, you know, his seat is empty and there's obviously a huge vacuum in this mm. family. Um, and, you know, Stama goes to visit Daytac in Camp Reverie. Uh, no touching. And <laughs> she tried to there. Oh, yeah. For, 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 for a bit there. Um, and she says that Alak has taken over her, mm. his father's enterprises and he's brutal mm. and he's vicious. And, and he like, should be proud of him. Right. Yes. And we're listening and we're like... That seems impossible. Mm-hmm. You, it can't be Based the same. Based on last season. Yeah. Right. Because Alak is like he's a spoiled, essentially teenager right. who's obsessed with music. He's a hipster, like a, like a post-apocalyptic hipster. A hipster cast of fans. Yeah. Cast, yeah. <laughs> Collecting vinyl and whatever. And he's not He's not a gangster. He's not a warlord. No. So, and also we know her as well. So we know her we know manipulating she's ways Lady Macbeth, quite well. You know, mm-hmm. Lady Macbeth 2000. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she's basically telling him that, you know, I'm, I'm talking to the Votanus Collective. We're going to get you out. And she just starts giving him this hand job. Because he was basically in there for 10 years is what he said. Well, he's going yeah. to be there for 10 or years. Or 10 yeah. years. Right. I mean, that's what I mean. He's going to be he's there for 10 for nine years. Months. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, that's what I mean, yeah. Going in there for 10 years is that he's going to be gone a while. And she has the whole comment about, you know, you made a solid foundation. But you're like the architect. Yeah. But you, everything's still standing when you're not there. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, interesting. What's, what's really interesting is, okay, let's just talk about it. Because in family hour, hello, family hour, <laughs> she she starts reaching over to his midsection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and giving him what apparently seems to be a hand job, hand job, while talking about how proud he should be of his son and how brutal his son <laughs> Look, is. The the Castathans has a race. They mix familial love and sexual they do in love in a very odd way. Right? Do you remember group like bathing she, group and, bathing? Mm-hmm. Which like yeah, I loved when Alak was like uh, a, a Castathan woman bathing alone oh, is so weird. weird. Please stop bathing alone, mom. <laughs> it's so weird. And uh, you know, like last season, she kissed Alak on the lips. Yeah. Yeah. Like as a sign of affection, yeah. like that's just they're, who they are. They yeah. are they're conservative, but they're also very not when it comes to sexual and right. Their values are those skewed. Lo- those those lines there. Mm. Speaking of, did you guys did you see any of the little uh, little previews they did for season two, which was really fun? Doing like Mm-mm. recaps of one. I, I thought it was really actually cool the way Sci-Fi did that. They did a whole bunch of different little versions. And one of them was keeping up with the cast of Thans, and they did a whole thing <laughs> on them. One was done in like an 80s sitcom. Uh, one was done in like a British documentary. Oh, that's so, cool. so if you guys have it, definitely check it out. It's a lot of fun the way they did it. It's sort of a look back on season one from different perspectives. Wonderful. Uh, very, very cool. And that was one of them, and it was yeah. pretty funny. So, um, you know, we come back into seeing Alack, and we've got him and his cronies at this table mm-hmm. playing cards, and we've got this like tables upon tables of vinyl. Yep. And and I'm like, all right, yeah. So the boy king is is in full effect here. And Skeever, who we met last season, mm-hmm. um, who was making Adreno from uh, from real human adrenaline, mm-hmm. um, he he says, oh, you know, my batch is late because I screwed it up. I got to do it over. He asks for a reprieve, and Alak gives it to him to Stama's dismay. Um, and she has Skeever beaten. Allegedly on on Alak's authority, um, you know, so that she can maintain their rep 
and he, you know, comes in on his mother and he's like, he's like, hey, we have to have a, a conversation about this. You're telling people that I'm doing this stuff. You're making orders. A Castathan woman doesn't give the orders. Mm, yeah, the man like, no, gives the no, orders. Nobody's going to listen to a woman. Yeah. Uh, so she... It's funny seeing Alak trying to beat his chest and be right. like, I'm the man With of the his house. mom. <laughs> Which is just <laughs> no ridiculous. Idea. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, she says, "We, I guess we should have the, the real talk. Yeah. yeah. And straight like, talk. Okay. Straight talk. It's time for straight talk. Yeah. And so she lays it out. She's like, mm. look, cast of the men, strong cast of the men keep failing, so I'm going to have to step up. Mm-hmm. This is my business now. Mm-hmm. You will do what I say. In exchange, you'll have money and you right. can follow you can your music you hobby do. or whatever. But this is this is my gang now. And I have all the power. Yeah, and she and also listen. admits mm-hmm. to uh, – so last season she talked about her romance with Daytac and how uh, how they came to be right. wed. And it, was, and it was a very sweet moment too when you're, when you're watching that from season one. It was like, oh, look at this little kind of almost like softer side of her. Well, I mean it ultimately her, ended. Right. Yeah, but with, when you hear – when you, she first talks about it, you're like, oh. So what okay. she, she said that, you know, uh, Daytac – um, was not wed to her, but he had challenged the the older man that she mm-hmm. was betrothed to to a duel. And on his way to the duel, the older man was thrown out of an airlock. Um, and we had assumed at the time that it was Daytac that did it, right. and that's how he won her heart. But apparently, she did it. She mm-hmm. took care of it herself. Mm-hmm. Well, when she said that, it made me feel like like father, like son. Perhaps Daytac was very much like his son back then and mm-hmm. a lot more weak And she's will. the one who hardened oh, yeah. him. Yeah, yes. absolutely. And, I, and so, again, that's it, didn't, very it didn't surprise me either that she would do something like that when, mm-hmm. when she admitted that because but, I mean, that's her. Obviously, you know? Daytac is a badass now, but it just makes me wonder what he was like before he but met Stama. Still, and Stama Badass except... Except she still runs things, even yeah. if he doesn't even realize it as well. She's the one that runs things. She's the one that calls the shots and always has, and she's molded him to be the way she wants him to be. And we have to remember that last season, how Connor died because mm-hmm. he witnessed Daytac begging for his life mm-hmm. at the hands of that uh, of that Arathiant during the plague. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, she's definitely um, the the badass. Of the she family. definitely is the badass, mm-hmm. and he refuses to admit that mm-hmm. he isn't. Uh, and I hope that we get to see those layers continue to be uh, pulled back mm-hmm. this season. Not the layers of his garments to give him the handjob. <laughs> no. The layers of his character. But and I just love her so much because she's just such like you know it's just so conniving and manipulative and and oh, it's just great to but watch her moments on way, screen. But she that's why it's I love just it. So it's, subtle. That's the way what's she does so it. good about her. That's why I love watching her on mm-hmm. screen because she's mm-hmm. just so good. She's yeah. super captivating. Uh, um, so good. All right. So I want to talk about uh, Doc Yule's in, in Camp mm-hmm. Reverie as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, we see the harshness of the conditions. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone uh, has only one opportunity to get any food for the day. They throw mm-hmm. one bucket of food yeah. onto them. Um, and they, you know, they're firing into the crowd or firing into the air to, to, you know, scare people into, into submission. Yeah. And, uh. It's very much like a bunch of animals, you know, all like yeah. running for the food. It was just like, wow. They're yeah. really in some deplorable so conditions. So Daytac's there. going for the food and this big woman comes up behind him. Uh-huh. Doc Ewell gives him the signal. Hey, you know, someone's behind you. Mm-hmm. He beats her up and, uh, he takes her food as well. And he asks Doc Ewell, you know, why are you helping me? And she says, I have a plan to get out of here, but it needs two people. Are you in? Mm. And he's like, absolutely. And then in the middle of the night, while she's like trying to sleep and they're huddled together against the cold, he grabs her hand and spits on it and then tries to get a hand job from her. Because he didn't get (laughs) finished off earlier. So he had to. 
It, apparently apparently it's okay for Stama to masturbate in the family pool, but yeah. Daytac needs help. Right. Uh, Daytac needs I know, that's help. what I was thinking. I was like, or it's not okay for her to masturbate. It's not okay. It's not okay, but she's It's not okay. She still does it. She still it's does okay it. as far as she's concerned yeah. Yeah. to do it. Yeah. yeah. But Daytac She's lonely can. in that empty bath. Yes. So I know. That was interesting, too. The fact that they brought it back again a second time with him. I'm like, okay. We get it. <laughs> I just, I just love Doc Ewell's response. He of needs some. It's like, been nine uh, months. Only check for lumps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're fine. You're good. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you know, uh, and don't that, forget, don't forget with, with Doc Ewell. Also, we noticed her ears all mangled. Yeah, yeah too. Which so we'll have to figure out what happened with that. whether she it was, happened in the camp or it mm-hmm. happened perhaps before. When she got she might have been tortured after the whole mm-hmm. Orissa thing went down. Yeah. She was in league with them. Yep. You know, at, at least at gunpoint. And they wanted her to help them. And, you know, when she couldn't produce results, I imagine she was tortured. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. I think we covered just about everything this week. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to think if there's anything else we'll big. The, no, we covered the the big things. All right. right? Do we miss anything? Um, we've got Pottinger. We got... Yeah, uh, you guys will let us know out there if we yeah. missed anything. All right. The need want... I mean, other than the fact... We kind of briefly talked about uh, Amanda... Freebasing, yeah. At the end, right? So yeah. she's, you know, she's putting up yep. a good front, but she's definitely in a dark place right oh, now. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I'm sure we're going to explore that as time mm. goes on, mm. and hopefully, we're able to get her out of that place uh, as soon as possible. Mm. Okay, it's time for predictions. <laughs> and now you're after Buzz TV predictions. All right. Before we start, I just want to uh, remind viewers of a few things. Left dangling at the end of last season. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, we have Quentin McCauley, who left Defiance in search of his mother, Pilar, yep. mm-hmm. who's bipolar. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so they uh, might enter the scene again this season. Uh, we still have potentially more indigenes that look like humans. Yep. We had that episode with the astronaut last season that showed uh, that some in, some indigenes were genetically rewritten to look like humans. Mm-hmm. Mayor Nikki and was one Mayor of Nikki. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so we have, <laughs> yes, still miss her. So uh, we have those two plots. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, this Arissa Urzu thing mm-hmm. in the package of clips showing stuff from the season. I could have sworn I saw Sukar, who, as last I remembered, yeah, dead. Mm. Yeah, I don't think it was or him, close though. close to it. I, well, over yeah, I mean, I we've know. seen Ghost Luke, and we have Urzu That's true. Right now. We can have Who a knows? Ghost Sue car, but yeah. I think he had, like, or a vision. rocket launcher or something. Yeah, yeah. It was... I, there's just a lot going on, yeah. and especially and, at the beginning of the season, hey, like, you could go on so many different Amanda paths. thinks Kenya's still alive. Maybe we'll see a ghost Kenya at some point. There we go. <laughs> Lots of ghosts. Lots of ghosts running Lots around. Lots of ghosts, yeah. right? Yeah. And, Maybe we'll see a little fantasy that Stam is having in the pool with Kenya. <sighs> I'm down for that. Uh, yeah, definitely. I'd uh, <laughs> love to see Stama get a little more action. It's only fair. Um, and also, we see a little, you know, terraforming New York. So, yes. obviously, we're going to see I believe them that was New York. Yeah. Well, definitely, at least by the lights and traffic lights in the skyscrapers. But at least it looks like they're continuing to go out into these other places mm-hmm. and expanding the world, which I think is great. great. And the fact that there's more terraforming, yeah. mean, is, is that what's in the Kaziri? Is that mm-hmm. is it terraforming technology? Mm-hmm. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, we also saw we saw a ship crashing down. Yeah, another yeah. arc. Another fall. Arc fall. Yeah. We saw uh, we saw one of the Gulani, a new mm-hmm. race, mm-hmm. Um, energy beings that use uh, mechanical suits mm-hmm. to move around and accomplish mm-hmm. tasks. Yeah, um, so that's exciting. Mm-hmm. I've wanted to see them since the beginning. Yeah, of the series. that's right. We, yeah, we haven't really gotten to see them. So there's uh, to me, there's just more questions and answers at this point because of the different directions we could go in, mm-hmm. and there's so much that's going on. Like you said, there's. 
things dangling from last season? Are they going to bring them up? Yeah. Are they going to continue to bring it up? Are they going to keep things? I'm curious how Nolan and Arissa are even going to get into town. Right. Because exactly. if I was E-Rep, I'd lock them up on site. Right. Well, that's the thing. I think maybe they'll focus on their journey back, obviously, since they made it so easy and kind of brushed over it for him to get over to oh, the Oh, God. We have to Angel's mention Bark. Tommy. We have to mention Tommy. Tommy is now the law keeper of oh, Defiance, yeah. but he works for E-Rep. Yeah. And it looks like, at least on some level, he not enjoys it, but is on their side. Yeah. He gets it. Yeah. Um, he doesn't seem to enjoy it. No. no, but I imagine he's still pissed off because that Arissa left. Yeah, because he still yeah. felt that uh, was it Hugh, Hewitt and uh, Jacob Hyatt. Yeah. Hyatt, yeah. Hyatt and Jacob shouldn't have been arrested. You could tell it looked like he, he didn't think they should be arrested, but mm-hmm. he goes with Pollinger. So. And I also yeah. think he kind of feels like he might have to right now yeah. because mm-hmm. they're the ones in charge. And, so and he's Tommy gotta... and Tommy for once didn't get hit. Yes, didn't get yeah. hurt. Didn't no, get no you're right. Not this one. Like probably the it's a new first season. Time. Yeah, new season. It's a new beginning for Tommy too. All right. I want to thank you all for joining us, downloading, watching, listening, Mm -hmm. streaming. It's going to be a pleasure talking about this show all season long. Mm. Scott Moore, where can the people find you? They can find me on Twitter at SMAN80. That's SMAN80. I'm also here on Thursday nights and Sundays for Orange is the New Black and for True Blood's final season starting this Sunday. All right. And Nando. You can find me on Twitter at NandoVel, N-A-N-D-O-V-E-L, and here on AfterBuzz for a bunch of shows like 24, Falling Skies coming out, and uh, Mm -hmm. a bunch of others. We got the Orphan Black finale. And Orphan Black finale next week. How could I forget? Yes. Uh, And you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. You can also find all my videos for Source fed and source fed nerd on youtube uh got a personal channel dropping later this summer be sure to check that out when it launches i will be sure to let you know uh and plenty of other shows here on after buzz yeah. tv i want to thank you guys and we will see you next week good night from executive producers maria menounos kevin undergaro phil svitek and the entire after buzz tv staff we would like to thank you for listening to the after buzz tv network to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.